Hey everybody, Tyree here with the Afterthoughts along with Chris. Say hey, Chris. Hi there, Tyree. How are you doing today? I am doing all right. All right. That's good to hear. Right? It's always good to hear that people are doing okay. Yeah, you want to be there for people and listen in when they're not doing so hot, but it's always good to hear when people are in good spirits. Yes. And uh, I'll let the people listening in on the the idea behind this particular show. And I'm going to tell people now it's going to be about religious things. So if you don't want to hear this, you can check out like a little warning before we get into it. We're n- I'm no expert in anything religious. Uh, if you can see me, I have my hands up in the air like I like don't shoot because I, I don't know exactly what I'm talking about here, but I'm just talking about how I feel about this. So everyone's on the same page. Just my feelings, just my thoughts. Cool. Hey, I'm cool with this, and I think this is going to be a good time. Okay. All right. You know, we would normally avoid religious conversations on any show, but for this particular one, I'll explain how this came about. So me and my wife were watching the Menendez Brothers thing on Hulu. Uh, I guess the story is, if you're not familiar, uh, back in the late 80s, these two kids from a very rich family uh, killed their parents shotgun. I believe like five shots to the dad and six or nine to the mom or something really terrible. It was a terrible scene. Um, initially the kids got away with it, uh, but they started spending money like idiots and they got caught and then confessions. Eventually they found out that the father or at least their excuse was that the father was molesting them since they were little kids um the jury i guess didn't believe that and they were sentenced to life uh, without parole in california now 30 years later a person from this group menudo believe it or not uh, says that the father also raped him back in the day too. So this leads a little bit of weird credibility to that whole story back in the, of uh, what happened. And that's when I got to thinking, like, uh, I'm not a very religious person. I'm more spiritual. Um, and I'm not going to butcher this. I'm going to read it verbatim so I don't screw it up. Um, I have questions about if God is always good and knows everything, how does he continue to let things like that, child rape, school shootings, uh, things like that happen? Um, so that's pretty much what I came up to <laughs> at that point. So I called Chris and I'm like, hey, man. I want to talk about this, but I don't want to get too deep into the religious kind of aspect of it. But clearly it's a religious question. Like, what do you think, man? Well, it sounds like you, uh, you came across a story uh, that was full of human suffering and, uh, and sadness. And you were contemplating the notions of justice and injustice. And that led you then to contemplate God and you developed some questions about God and and God's 
plan, decision, or lack thereof to allow all of these things to happen? Am I pretty close to uh, summing it up? Yeah, you're all over it. Better cool. than Better than I can even explain it. It's like you jumped in my brain, looked around, kicked around some clutter, and said, oh, that's what I'm looking for. And you, you earlier you mentioned that you uh, you might maybe call yourself spiritual, um, but not religious. Before we go too much further here, what's the distinction for you between um, a religious life or, and a spiritual life? Okay, so for me, the different religions that I've read about they're so similar, uh, in my opinion, that. Um, it 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 must be the same thing. In some cases, there's so many similarities. I'm I'm a person that believes that <sighs> the universe had to have come from something. It didn't just appear. I mean, as much as science and all this kind of stuff, they would like you to believe it. The universe has to have come from something. So whoever made this, I believe that that is a thing, you know? So there, that's, that's my, my belief on that. And, um, I believe that if you are just a good person, if you don't do really fucked up shit to, to kids or, you know, anyone really just be a good person. You won't have to worry about like the afterlife and all this kind of thing because you'll be good. As as far as praying for me, I pray, but it's it's more of a hmm, praying to whatever is there for guidance or help or understanding of something. All right, so so you've got a a belief that there's something that was extant before other things in order to create what we know as the universe. Yes. Uh, and, and you believe in the ideas of right and wrong, and you believe it's good to be a good person for, for the sake of being good, not, not perhaps because you'll be rewarded after the fact. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I share perhaps some of the, the feelings that you have regarding all of this. Um, I'm of the opinion that each of us, uh, human beings is um, contains the Holy Spirit within us. Where each of us has that bit of divinity within us. Uh, so I believe in a God. I believe in God. I, I believe that each one of us carries that part of the Holy Spirit with us. So I believe that all of humanity is connected that way through that means. Uh, you, you talked about other religions and and uh, and other religions all have seemingly similar characteristics. Um, I kind of look at all of man's religions as uh, whether it's Christianity or Islam or any of I'm going to be I'm just poking fun here. Any of the goofy Asian Eastern religions. <laughs> There's enough similarities here where they're all at their core, they're telling the same story and it's the story of the existence of all things and what mankind's role is therein, like how we fit in with it all. But, but, but the story is just told in a different way through each one of these uh, mediums. Yeah. So 
you know, you, you saw that story with the Menendez brothers and, and it seems just, you know, bad news, man. It just sounds like bad news with people molesting other people and other people killing other people. And then you're trying to figure out, well, are the killings just or, or is it murder or what, you know, you're trying to define this style of killing to say, you know, anyway, to, to it's kind of just splitting hairs, but, um, you know, one of the questions that you sent to me earlier was like something about like, well, if evil exists and God allows it, well, you know, what's wrong with God? And I'm paraphrasing. Those aren't your words. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was something like, uh, you know, if, yeah, exactly. If evil exists and God lets it exist. Oh, no, you know, I'm sorry. If there's a God, either he's uh, not completely all seeing or he's not all good. That's how I figured out that or that's what I figured out in my opinion is God's thing. He's not necessarily this person in my opinion or a thing or being that can see everything at all times constantly based on some of the things you suggest that people have free will. They can do whatever they want, uh, I guess, based on, you know, Whatever, you can do whatever you want, but just don't be a jerk. But in the end, in my opinion, there's so many evil things that happen to people who just don't deserve it. Like kids, children, babies. A baby doesn't deserve anything evil to happen to it. But there's some evil person that's going to do something really fucked up to a baby today. It's going to happen. It's not like a maybe. And my thought was like, why would... God allow or why would whatever allow that to happen if he's all good and peaceful and and caring he must not be able to see everything because he didn't see that happen or he doesn't care that's what I thought well and, and I'm most familiar with the, the Christian uh, theology I don't know much about anything else so what I'm going to anything I say comes from that knowledge base. And, and it's my understanding that in the Christian religion, there's the story about the garden of Eden and how God created man and woman in his own image. And he gave them this uh, utopian um, heaven on earth. And that was the garden of Eden. And then uh, Satan came in the form of this evil snake and he convinced woman to uh, bite of the apple of knowledge and, and this was against God's commandment because God had rules uh, that he laid out. And the woman at Satan's urging broke the rules. Then God cast out uh, Adam and Eve. And then, and then that's, that's, the, that's the Christian story of mankind's origins. And it helps to explain that why we do have this free will. Um, man and woman are not some automatons just sitting uh, you know, in, in the Garden of Eden, enjoying just pleasure all the time or what have you, contentment uh, as a result of woman's <laughs> transgression and the biting of the, you know, the apple, the fruit of knowledge, um, you know, man and woman were cast out. And now we we have choices. We have to choose. Uh, I remember having talks with my old man, like not quite 20 years ago about religious things. And he was raised in the, in the, 
Catholic faith and went to Catholic school. And then he, we had talks about the, the idea of free will. And, uh, and when we, as people, we, we choose things, we, we have the ability to choose our behaviors. And, and I think that's how God wants it because we can choose behaviors that comport with the instructions we've been given uh, from God and his messengers and so on. And we can choose to behave in a good way by adhering to the letter of uh, heavenly law, or we can choose to engage in actions which are deemed to be evil because they uh, go against God's will. So in those cases, you know, to go back to one of your earlier questions about like, well, God is allowing an evil to exist. Evil as such doesn't exist. Evil and good are value judgments that we make when we assess humanity's actions against some standard of value. In this case, you know, I'm bringing up the, the Christian standard where we, you know, there are 10 commandments, there are other rules for good living, uh, and there are a bunch of other instructions in the Bible. But that's that's the gist of it. You know, evil Evil doesn't just exist. Good doesn't just exist. These are things that we use to interpret the behavior of man. All right. All right, I get that. I'll take that answer. Okay, so another thing that I had, since we're here and we're fucking talking religion, the Bible, to me, um, initially, when I was younger, it was, you know, something to live by, you know, that's how you should, you know, be as I get older. I'm like, but a man wrote this man can kind of manipulate things in their own way. Why should I necessarily go along with this book that was written by a man? Um, now I'm just being silly now. Like, uh, well, why would you trust the guy at the In-N-Out Burger? You know, he's a man. That man might be poisoning your burger. I know. Now you got me paranoid for In-N-Out, but it's so delicious. <laughs> if you haven't had In-N-Out, by the way, you should fucking have some it's to die for, to die and go to heaven and or hell for. <laughs> well, you know, that's... Uh, I think with with all things, why would you, you know, you said you early in your life, uh, you had the Bible. It was something to, you, you you trusted it. It sounds to me like you trusted it for what it was. And now you're entering in this distrust of it because of your, because it was written by man, right? Yeah. I guess I just have a distrust of man. Not really. Yeah. You, so much. <laughs> man freaks me out. The message isn't terrible. It's just the, the people who interpret it sometimes are, ugh. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, like for example, um, I plan on going to Italy this year for my birthday. And near wherever we go will be the uh, what is that? The uh, where the the Pope chills out his old pad. The Vatican City. Yeah, like I would want to visit that because it's cool. You know, like. Uh, I'm not going to go there a lot. This will probably be a one-time deal, but, you know, I want to see that. And I don't want to stare at the people who are there for their ultra-religious kind of feelings 
when I'm there to be a tourist and I want to see history? Like, it, it, do you think I'm I'm in the wrong there? Should I like just it, clearly? I wouldn't want to bother anyone while they're doing their their worship. You know, I, that's that's sacred stuff. I would never. But I, I just want to see the history of it. I, I, you know, as long as I'm respectful, I think it's cool. But yeah, I think it kind of like. I don't want anyone to think that I'm mocking it because I'm not there to pray with them so much as just to see it. Well, I doubt you'll find many like Christian telepaths hanging around the Vatican. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so provided you don't physically go around, you know, using words that put people's uh, faith or religion down there. And so long as you're not going around drawing dicks on everything, <laughs> <laughs> I think you can go there and look around and have a good time and everyone's going to be okay with that. All right. I just don't want to step on anyone's toes and be like, wow, man, you didn't, you didn't do the, the, the prayer hand gesture before you came in. I don't know it. I don't want to, I don't, I don't know the things. I just want to see the things, mm -hmm. you know, but whatever, that's besides the point. Back to the actual real reality of the conversation we're having here is, uh, yeah, I'm more paranoid from man and the things that he does and continues to do compared to this book that, you know, has some pretty awesome stories, but I can't necessarily take them serious sometimes. Um, maybe it's just, just me. I'm just a weird person when it comes down to the Bible. Like, I, I get it that there's a lot of stuff there that's fucking bitching, and you can take it and, and learn from it and teach other people about it, and that's cool, but it was just stories to me. There was nothing concrete about, like, there's no snake that popped out of the garden of wherever. Initially, this is what I'm, what I'm thinking, you know, like, I, I'm purposely trying to find reasons to not believe it when initially I didn't believe it from the first place, you know, I'm, I'm this spiritual person. So the, the garden of Eden story and the snake biting or having Eve bite this apple thing really wouldn't make any up or down to me. Cause it, that wouldn't matter because I wouldn't necessarily believe in that story. You know, am I making any sense? <laughs> I know I'm just all over the place here but I have so many issues with it and I don't want to come across as the person that's like oh fuck the whole thing because I don't believe that's the case either but yeah. well I, I, mean, I understand I think I, I'm following you and I know there's at least one other person out in the world listening and following along mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> that whole book out there uh, the, the bible the book it, the story you know, I told you earlier that I think it's like other religions. It's the story of of the world and how it's come to be and how man exists within the world. And that story itself, all of the important parts of it, it's it's timeless, or at least it's as old as humanity and, and the world. It's meant to tell that story, but naturally it's it's condensed and it speaks to people across time, people who've spoken different languages and people who've developed different 
you know, subcultures and, and societies. So the stories themselves, I can, I understand how, you know, what you mean when you say, well, I don't believe, you know, there's some snake in a garden anywhere. And, you know, if it, so be, when the imagery for the story um, seems dated or out of place or, or, or in some other way, strange, it could, I can understand how it's difficult to uh, take in um, as valuable the, the underlying story behind the snake and the lady in the garden and the piece of fruit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. And you know, you and I, we, we've, we've gone to school, um, different organized school things in the past and we've had different courses. Have you ever through the course of your schooling been presented with a, a piece of entertainment, like a movie, a feature length film in, in, in some history class or otherwise where the teacher says, here's a, here's a movie we're going to you know learn from this. Yeah. Yeah. Movies are good for that. They provide a, you know, a story, a message within a, a short time frame, Um, and even something that is a feature length film that talks about a historical thing. Well, it's all made by modern persons who are, you know, trying to make the best physical interpretation of the past that they can on the screen. And, And what I'm getting at is what you see in the form of that feature length film that's telling you about some historical events. You're not looking at history. You're not looking at things as they were. You're, None of none, none of that's real, but it can give you uh, the information necessary to understand and appreciate the underlying story involved there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you gave me the example of the the book of Job. And yeah, that, that's a great book in the in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, I, I read it and. You know, I, I felt a certain way about some things, and you said, "Hey, think of uh, think of it in modern times, and and just in a different way. Like maybe uh, how did how did you explain it?" And I'm like, "Oh, that makes perfect sense." Like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't remember exactly what it the, was. Yeah, for throwing you on the spot, but you're like, uh, imagine, you know the devil in this particular situation is something else and it's a corporation or something like that. And it's like, could you put it in these terms? Like, could you still be happy at this job? If this job continued to do these fucked up things to you, um, would you still be happy there? And, and, and that's kind of what I, or how I, I decided to put that, old story into my current life to make it make more sense. And it makes perfect sense. Like it is a great story. And uh, thank you for suggesting that to me because, you know, it, it sums up my questions about everything um, pretty much perfectly. Like, how did you come about um, being able to just fire that one off so easy because I'm like, man, I, I probably wouldn't be able to suggest that story in particular to anybody because one, I didn't know. And two, like I, I wouldn't suggest a story to anyone to read because I'm silly. Hey, I'll tell you, it's uh, timing Tyree. It just, it, it, it just, the, the timing of one's life. You brought this uh, set of questions to the fore uh, recently, you know, wanting to talk about something during the show here. And when you brought that up, that came 
coincidentally or not, or through someone else's design, you know, right after uh, I had been, I'd been doing my own independent study and, and through the help of somebody else, well, the book of Job had come my way and, and it was fresh on my mind. So when you brought up your questions right away, I just, I had that in mind because I thought it, it answered all of those queries that you had. Yeah, it did a perfect job of uh, answering what I, the questions I had. Probably gave me some more questions, and I'm I'm have to read it more so I really absorb it. Um, I think I should read the Bible again as an adult to try to put the different stories in perspective. Or in my particular case, and I know it's kind of selfish because you know it's not not for me. I don't know, man. Either way, I, I need to, like you said, research on my own, learn, read, and uh, form new opinions as a different person. Hey, there you go. That's all it takes. You've you had some questions. You've got a drive to know more, and and pursuing that is going to take you where you want to be. Yeah, word. That's good. It's a hundred percent true. Like. We're not the same people we were just a couple years ago. Um, like you, you, some people might be. You might be the same old person, but I think there's probably something about you that's changed that someone else has noticed, either in a good way or in a bad way. But you're still the same old person, right? Yeah, there's certain character traits, you know, that we have that are the same. You know, some preferences that we have that don't change, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, aging and, and living. Um, well, if, if you're not learning more, if you're not revising what you, you had previously thought either to affirm it or to, to challenge it and then to find something new, uh, if you're not doing those things, I don't think as a person you're growing. Yeah. And if you're not growing, if you're not looking to improve yourself, um, or then, then all you're doing is stagnating and dying. You're right about that, man. And there was a long time where I was so anti religion not anti-religion but i could care less about religion that i would never even think about applying anything religious to anything i'm just like well that's fucked up that god would let that happen and then move on but now i understand it's it's different it's not that's not the case it's just my hang up on men man humans and it's not necessarily the bible's fault it's just Humans are fucking crazy, crazy, crazy people. Crazy things. Some of us are, yeah. Some of us are. Yeah. Like, at at what point in life can you say that something religious helped you through something? Like, I, I can say flat out when we were deployed... I'm not again I'm not religious but I pray to whatever's there for protection for me and my friends and for the most part that worked out pretty good right I guess well I think the yeah the end result worked out uh just fine you know fairly well Mm -hmm. so Uh, you had a at that time though you had a leg up on me for me and that my life at that time, I was, I was very, I was anti-religious. I was anti-God. I would, you know, call myself an atheist and that's how I would identify myself. But the, 
I can look back and remember that when I was a you know, Bradley crew member, three crewmen in that vehicle uh, all the time, you know, and Messer was our driver, and he was down there, and he was absolutely uh, a religious man who had a love for God and Jesus, and he kept down there um, a little uh, some some iconography, some imagery of his own, and like you know, Bible verse two, and I remember. I remember that, and I I think that did us all a lot of good. <laughs> you know, uh, the whole time I was there, I had a rosary I kept in my pocket uh, instead of like where dog, people would normally keep dog tags like looped around a belt loop and in their pocket. I had, I had a rosary the oh, cool. entire time, never broke, never nothing ever happened. I have it on my wall here. Um, never told anybody about that. You know, it's pretty neat that, that you mentioned the, the rosary. Um, that's something that's part of the like, Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. It's part of their, you know, one of their religious uh, ceremonial things that they do. That's, that's one of their things. Um, my great-grandmother, when she, after she passed away, she had a rosary. It fell into my father's possession when my father passed away. Uh, I was able to take the rosary. I have that now, my great-grandmother's rosary in my possession. And I keep it, and I like it. Because after our uh, Iraq deployment and and years after that, what I what I realized I do as sort of a nervous thing, or if if I've got to you know expend energy, if I want to ground myself, I'll take my right thumb and uh, and rub it along my right index finger along the side. So I'm I'm engaged in this motion and this this tactile sensation. And if you think about what people will do with the rosary, they go beat by beat and they pray that way. And that that's a practice that has been going on for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. So I recognized in one moment how people praying the rosary isn't just a, 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 a stupid, like stupid human trick that some priest is making them do. There are, there are psychological and physiological reasons why this is of a ben- of benefit, and that's why people do it. So it's, it's neat to hear that you had a, a rosary that you kept in your pocket uh, during our deployment to Iraq. Yep. Also, after the <laughs> there's a situation, guys, that uh, I had to wear, or not had to, I was wearing clothing that was similar to what a man would wear in the local area. <laughs> you remember this? At the ICDC place. Oh, I, in my mind's eye, I'm watching you dancing around with that outfit, yeah. Well, one of those guys, uh, after we took pictures and he held my hand, he wouldn't let go. We Like, I'd walk around and we were friends. We were we were boys now. He gave me these beads also, and I kept those in my other pocket. So from that point forward, I had two different bits of religious things in my pocket at all times. And a shotgun show. I don't know, maybe I... I was just collecting things that made me feel safe. <laughs> sure. And, and that makes uh, all the sense in the world because we were very unsafe most of the time over there. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's me. <laughs> that's me in a nutshell. I don't really believe in most religious things except, you know, I got, I had to have those in my pockets or it was all bad. Um, you know, I, I can remember we've talked here a little bit about, you know, any some questions each of us might have about religious things and how in part that stems from a mistrust of 
of some human beings and, and what they do. Uh, I know that as a, as a youth, as a teenager, um, you know, I went to church. I got a Bible from my church, but I was, I was angry. I was angry with all those people. And I remember destroying that Bible as a teenager, just cause I was, I was angry at them. So, and, and as I've got, gotten older myself, I've learned that it's very easy, or at least it's easier to, to tear things down and to break things than it is to uh, build things. And so it was easy for me as a youth to, you know, to start tearing things down because I was all upset with people, but it's harder. Uh, and it's been harder to, to build things up, build a life, build a family and, and also to build up, build up the humility that comes that's necessary to, you know, to, to join a religious faith or to have a religious faith to, to want to know more about it. You've got to, you got to step down and say, I don't know everything. I, I, I can be wrong. I have been wrong. Um, but that's okay. And, and it's fine to move forward. Um, but really, I guess the, the gist of what I'm trying to get at, at the end here is it's, it's easier to destroy than it is to build. And, uh, and it takes some humility to, uh, to help build yourself up better. Couldn't have said it any better myself, man. So this was a good show. Um, I think I, I dig the the shorter shows and uh, having these kind of conversations. Yeah, uh, this is a good show. Good length. We don't need to go any longer. No, 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 not really. Because then I'd just be spilling all my crazy satanic <laughs> <laughs> black thoughts about everything, and then we'll lose all all people who listen. Uh, but anyway, thank you for, you know, help, helping me out with this this week because, uh, you know, I got these questions and I need some, some advice and uh, you're definitely there to help me out with it. So thank you very much, man. Hi, you're welcome. I think, thank you for bringing it my way. It, uh, I appreciate the, the opportunity at first when you brought this up, I was kind of nervous and uh, frustratingly you know, so. Um, but then as I, I worked through it internally too, I came to you know, a greater peace with this. And this has been a good time, Tyree. Thanks a lot. Yeah, man. So, uh, Hey everyone. Thanks for listening to the afterthoughts. It's Tyree and Chris, uh, please like, listen, share, subscribe. And you got anything, man, before we go? No, you've done it all, man. Word. All right. See you guys later. Adios.